This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. On Money FM 89.3, The Washington Report with Nirmal Ghosh, U.S. Bureau Chief with The Straits Times. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. Time now to turn our attention to the United States where they're celebrating the 4th of July, their 245th birthday, but at a time where there are a lot of milestones to cheer about and challenges to somewhat be nervous about. Most U.S. adults are vaccinated, but you also have a case of the economy accelerating, inflation looming, and at the same time, the United States or the White House goal of vaccinating 70% of adults will not be met, well, at least with one shot. So at the same time, although, you know, uh, that goal won't be met, there are states that could reach uh, 70% vaccination goal. So really, you know, it's, 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 it's a lot to look at as the United States celebrates its independence. Day. Is it the full celebration that Joe Biden hoped for? that Joe Biden promised? Well, we're going to get a lot of analysis on this with Straits Times U.S. Bureau Chief Nirmal Ghosh. Nirmal, good morning. Thanks a lot for taking the time to speak with us. It's been five months since the Biden era began. I suppose broadly, what's the report card looking like at the moment? Hi there. Good morning. Okay, so if we start at the top and look at some poll numbers, the Cook political report had a useful measure. If you compare Gallup poll approval levels for Joe Biden with those of previous presidents in June of their first year, President Biden is at 53%, which is 15 points better than Donald Trump's 38%, and 11 points above Bill Clinton's 41%. So that's nice for him. But he trails George W. Bush, who had 54% at this stage, and Barack Obama, who had 61%. And Charlie Cook put it well. He said in terms of Biden's overall standing with the electorate, he's not underwater, but they don't see him as walking on water either. Now, that's the overall standing, as he said. The country remains hugely divided, so evaluating his first five months depends on through what lengths. Conservatives and Trump supporters will tell you he's been a disaster at the border, with the flow of migrants having significantly picked up and become a bit of a crisis. He's very vulnerable politically on that. But objectively speaking, President Biden has done well in terms of some relief for Americans, the COVID relief or economic stimulus, you will remember. And he has also done well in terms of vaccine distribution. We are almost at 70 percent of adults having had one dose that has enabled the economy to come back to life. Of course, there remain vulnerabilities there, too, but broadly a success. Now, in terms of foreign policy, he has re-emphasized ties with allies, Japan, South Korea, Europe, and he called the first summit, which was, of course, virtual, of the Quad, which is uh, the US, India, Australia, and Japan. So all that is seen as a plus for those who favor the US as a leader or a balancer of the post-war liberal world order. His withdrawal of troops from Afghanistan is welcomed by those who believe the US should not be getting into any more wars overseas because they have been essentially futile and at great cost in lives and treasure. Of course, that does leave Afghanistan open to the probability that the Taliban will take over by force after a very bloody civil war. And we all know what will happen if they do that. They will try to establish an Islamic emirate and they have never denounced Al-Qaeda and the place could become a potential staging area for a new phase of terrorism. So that's a mix in that respect. So it very much depends on which lens you are looking through. If you are a Trump supporter, he's terrible. If you are a Democrat supporter, he's, well, not a savior, but has done well and is making the right moves. 
I'm surprised with those results, to be honest, Normal, You talked about how the country, the United States, is clearly divided. I want to talk about the disunion between the Republicans and the Democrats. Joe Biden pledged to fix that. You've got a massive infrastructure spend, gun safety, police reform. I mean, as far as prioritizing challenges, how's he going to do it? Infrastructure is the biggest priority by far because several things depend on this big package that he wants to sign very soon. The economy depends on it. America's competitive edge depends on it. Jobs depend on it. America's response to climate change depends on it. And in turn, the midterm elections in November 2022 depend on at least the first aspect, the economy and jobs. As for gun safety and police reform, on the first, he can do a few things at the edges, like crack down on illegal guns. But anything further than that will be difficult politically. With police reform, somewhat similar. He will do what is possible, but these things are too controversial politically for him to make any deep and sweeping changes. He can't do that unilaterally. So he won't expend too much political capital on them. As for the disunity, he can continue to say the right things. But frankly, there is no sign of unity. This is a fractured country politically with a lot of tension remaining and that is not going to go away anytime soon. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now back to our podcast episode. Okay, uh, back to COVID, normal. I mean, you have the United States somewhat returning to normal where life is concerned. Concerts, sports matches already back in full swing. The president himself set to hold a 1,000-person Independence Day celebration at the White House. But at the same time around the world, you've got reports of this Delta variant that's begun spreading. I mean, we've seen the effects here in Singapore. Uh, the Midwest, the Southeast have seen the effects as well. In terms of, you know, the odds of a return to pandemic-related restrictions or lockdowns in the United States, what's that looking like? I mean, when can Biden truly declare mission accomplished in that sense? It will be very difficult culturally and politically to return to pandemic-related restrictions, including lockdowns. Maybe some mild restrictions like reduced indoor dining numbers may be possible, but it will be hard to do more than that. So if this Delta variant gets out of hand, I think the main response is going to have to be to vaccinate, to get people, more people to vaccinate. As for mission accomplished, it is unlikely that COVID will disappear altogether. So on that front, it may not be an appropriate phrase. But on the economic front, he has come close to saying it, saying America is back at work. We're on the line right now with Straits Times U.S. Bureau Chief Nirmal Ghosh. Nirmal, I want to turn the attention to the economy. The latest jobs report on Friday showing that American companies hired the most workers in the last 10 months in June. Nowhere near normal, though. I mean, you still got about 7 million fewer jobs than in February 2020. How far is the U.S. from reaching pre-pandemic health jobs-wise? Right. So according to a calculation put out by the Republican Party just on Saturday, at the rate it is going, it will take up to June 2022 to get back up to pre-pandemic levels. Total jobs recovered from the pandemic crash have reached 15.6 million. But in June, there was still around 14.8 million on jobless benefits, which means they were unemployed. And the June unemployment rate was 5.9% which is significantly higher than the pre-pandemic level of 3.5%. So yes, there is a long way to go still to get back to pre-pandemic levels. 
Okay, and normal turning our attention to the situation in Florida, state authorities have suspended search and rescue survivors from the partially collapsed uh, Champlain Towers condo. There's also talk of plans to demolish whatever that's left behind. Problem is, two days ago, U.S. President Joe Biden said it was still possible to find survivors in the rubble. I mean, um, why has the Miami-Dade authorities decided on going ahead with the demolition? Essentially because the structure is very unstable and there is a tropical storm coming. Tropical storm Elsa is heading in from the Caribbean and will bring heavy rain and maybe gusty winds to South Florida starting around Monday night local time. Now the reason why President Biden said there was still hope two days ago is that it is always difficult to give up hope in a disaster like this in which many people remain unaccounted for. Here we have 24 confirmed dead and 121 unaccounted for. Giving up hope means they are presumed dead. But saying so means you are eliminating even the slightest chance that someone is alive. And it is very heavy news for relatives and loved ones who are clinging to the slenderest hope. But at some point that does become untenable and it looks like that point has been reached. The search operation has been suspended and they are preparing to carry out a controlled demolition with charges placed at key points at the base of the building. Okay, now our final question, and uh, we're staying with Florida for this. Uh, fireworks were brought out, but for an entirely different reason. Donald Trump's rain-soaked rally, despite his real estate company, Trump Organization, getting slapped with criminal charges, including tax fraud. Uh, Joe Walsh, a former Republican congressman turned Trump critic, tweeted that Trump supporters already know that he's a tax cheat, a liar, a rule breaker, and a crook. That's what he tweeted. They don't care. Why this unwavering support for the former president, despite the legal trouble that's been in the news? Right. So it is a cult of personality. For his supporters, he channels what people have called the angry white man, angry at being left behind and disrespected by the globalized coastal elites, by globalization in general. He also triggers evangelicals. He embraced pro-life, remember. These are very emotive issues. And on the personality side, he speaks like an ordinary American, a quote-unquote real American, if you will. A man who, say, prefers a Big Mac and fries over a kale salad. He is irreverent. He is a maverick. He talks big. And his appeal is aspirational as well. A lot of people admire him. A billionaire with a supermodel wife. Third wife, I should add, 24 years younger than him. And the more Donald Trump or his supporters are dissed by the liberal elites and the liberal media, the more resentful they get. It hardens their resolve. As for Republican politicians, only a tiny handful have publicly disagreed with him because he goes after you if you do that. For the most part, they go along with what he says because he is a mobilizer. A politician just can't afford to have Trump go against him or her. So they lash themselves tightly to the Trump train, so to speak, because it is politically expedient. All right. Thanks a lot for taking the time uh, to help us out with all those questions. Straight Times CSB Chief Nirmal Ghosh on the line. Nirmal, take care. We'll catch up with you next Monday. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.